Hi, everyone, and welcome to Tom Sawyer Tuesday, May 11th, 2017. Have you ever felt like you were so overwhelmed by the details that you forgot to take a breath and realize the main thing once again? Have you ever taken a moment to consider why dialogue has the power to take us beyond the here and now and visit places of understanding within ourselves that somehow unlock the next step on this incredible journey of awakening? This week, I would like to zero in on one main point, one main focus that continues to baffle me every time I come to realize it. That is the power of the story. That's right, the story, the myth, the legend that is our life has more power locked inside of it than in the entire 110 floors of the Sears Tower. The process of awakening to our potential is just that, a process of remembering, connecting the dots, and conducting the symphony, being with the magic. Magic is in the stories we tell and the intention we live with. The Wizard Oz Sitting perched in my workshop this week, with the window open and the sound of birds chirping streaming in from over the treetops, my mind moved from one subject to the next as I gathered the strength to manage a deluge of possibility. When faced with many tasks, I open to a clean sheet in my journal and map out the bigger picture. I compare the bigger picture to the smaller picture of to-dos and then dive in. Like many, diving in is often a process of summoning focus and gathering inspiration. In doing so, I stumbled across this quote in a short film. It occurred to me that so much of the joy experienced in life evolves from moments of sharing stories and recalling our great feats, as if we must go have adventures daily, and then only when coming together to share our experiences can we tighten the web and truly see the interconnectedness of our journeys. It was said that Twain would work all day only to stand up and entertain his family with tales of Tom Sawyer and the like by night. Could it be that reading what he wrote gave him the insight and courage to write the next chapter? What if he was discouraged? Do you think Mark Twain would be discouraged? Of course. He's human, isn't he? However, the difference between Twain succeeding and failing was a decision to keep on singing. In high school, I had a teacher that would famously say, Boys, sing yourselves! Mimicking scenes from the Dead Poets Society, she would demand we stand on our chairs and, quote, Sing the song of yourselves! From the diaphragm, she would insist. Now, in the words of Whitman, Sound your barbaric yop over the rooftops of the world, she would say. Ruminating on these thoughts, I boarded a train heading downtown for an event. Sitting on the train, I received a phone call from a good friend. Not wanting to disturb others and desiring to fully engage the conversation, I stepped off the platform. I stepped off the train and onto the platform. We talked for a while until it dawned on me that being on time and speaking in quiet would require calling an Uber. Getting into the front seat, I looked behind me only to notice two beautiful people. Craig, you wouldn't believe it, but there are two beautiful people in the backseat of this Uber. <laughs> Laughing like jack-o'-lanterns, I maintained on my awkward position with my head twisted around talking with them. You'll never believe who I'm talking to, I said. I met this guy I'm talking to on the train fi- five years ago on the way to New York, and I swear to you, he's changed my life forever. We've stayed in touch over the phone, Skype, and by Facebook. 
He's introduced me to this incredible group of entrepreneurs in California, where I'm actually going next week. They seemed a bit confused, but wound up with excitement to hear more. Yeah, the inventor of the magnetic strip on credit cards, Velcro, Ugg boots, and all sorts of other people are going to be there. I'm donating one of our wooden bikes from Portugal and somehow getting a chance to talk on stage. It's going to be great. Can you believe it? The two people laughed. What do you do, I asked. I work for a nonprofit, and we're actually throwing an event in June. That's great. Have you ever thought about joining other networking groups to grow your nonprofit? I said. I told them about the Metropolitan Club and what a great spot it is to meet people. Their stop came, and eventually we parted ways. I continued my conversation with my friend on the phone. See? Magic. Whenever we're together, it's just great. When you engage the moment and story and open yourself up to the world, anything is possible. Craig chuckled on the other side of the line. So, when are you coming to California? Tuesday, I said. No, when are you moving to California? I said. He said. Ha ha, we'll see, I said. Bumbling into a quiet room in the Westin on Dearborn and Kinsey, a hush came over the group. The speaker was in transition in the front of the room as the next Toastmaster took the stage. The night went on, and before departing, we enjoyed cocktails in the lobby that smelled like white tea air fresheners. A trickling fountain ran in the corner as I looked around, scouting for a seat. Sitting down next to the new guy, I turned to him and said, Hey, I'm Nathan. Joe, he said. Where are you from, Joe? I said. Just moved from Philly, originally from Brazil. A sério, I said in Portuguese. Claro, he said. Que bom, I replied. An incredible conversation ensued in Portuguese for about an hour, in which I told him of my incredible adventures in Portugal and how I got started making leather goods, eyewear, journals, bags, and the like. As I told him the story, in my good but growing level of fluency, he paid close attention. You mean you met some guys in Portugal that make videos, glasses, and wooden bikes, and you start and you stayed there for 45 days? Yep, I answered, still speaking in Portuguese. I met a Native American in Seattle years ago who was carving canoes by hand with children at a place called the Center for Wooden Boats. He took me for a ride in his hand-carved canoe one day and whispered a phrase to me that I've lived by ever since. Be strong and follow the spirit, he said. Que bom, he smiled, shaking his head and grinning. Say, I'd love to show you around the city. Let's keep in touch and get something on the book soon, I said. With that, we exchanged information and planned to keep in touch. I couldn't help but feel like I understood more about life by telling my story again, by just being open and sharing the journey I've been on with the world. Two days later, I met the people from the Uber in the Metropolitan Club in the Sears Tower for lunch. The lady of the hour, a tower of power, too sweet to be sour, I said, repeating an old phrase from my golf coach in New York. We chuckled as we engaged in laughter and grabbed a table to have lunch. Her brother was sitting there with her. Turns out they were both on a mission to connect more people to beauty and meaning in life with their nonprofit. They loved the idea of doing so with custom journals and enjoyed the view as we spoke for what felt like hours. In their departure, I grabbed a stool by the window overlooking the tremendous cityscape of the 67th floor. I thought of Whitman. I thought of my teacher from poetry class. I thought of my dear friend from the train. Crossing my legs while shaking my head, nodding and smiling, I thought, Story. Palavra. Strangers, family, and connection. My mind drifted back to that poetry class in high school and to a poem from the Dead Poets Society. O me, O life, of the questions of the recurring, 
of the endless trains of the faithless, of the cities filled with the hopeless. What good amid these? That we are here, and that life exists, and identity. That the powerful play goes on, and that we may contribute a verse. That the powerful play goes on, and that you may contribute a verse. What will your verse be? Yup! Yours truly, Nathan. Get lost to find yourself. And as always, thank you for listening.